Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. From I'm not allowed to give you the weather update today, so I'll just say from sunny Brisbane, um, hopefully the home of your 30, 2032 Olympics. Well, it is looking more and more likely with one vote to go, and wouldn't that change the city? And, um, you know, if you are thinking of purchasing in Brisbane, um, play the long game and keep in mind how the city could change over the next, you know, eight to ten years in the lead-up to the Games um, and position yourself accordingly. But, look, that's not what the podcast is about. We will talk more about that, of course, if it is confirmed in the next few months. But um, today is Brisbane Market Update Day. Yes, today's Melinda's Day. It's a, it's a fun day. Obviously, the research has gone in in the last... Uh, few days to give you this update um, and get all the data and everything for you. So um, exciting news. We'll jump into it straight away. Um, Can you give us a little bit of an overview of what's happening, Melinda? Well, of course, it's not a surprise that like many places around Australia that the Brisbane market does remain firmly entrenched in a housing boom. I think it's really safe to say that that's the place that we are. Um, Growth is actually in Brisbane being driven by the top end of the market. So that CoreLogic data has also confirmed this. Basically, the top 25% um, valued properties are growing at double the pace of the lowest uh, 25% valued properties. So that gives you an indication of, you know, who's potentially buying and, and who's pushing those market prices up. Um, it also gives you an indication of, you know, the types of properties that people are having to stretch more to secure. And we'll get down to a little bit more detail throughout this episode today in terms of um, that information. Yeah, so it's interesting when you talk about, you know, the the property market being still so strong up here. Um, And and when we get down to the the numbers, obviously, later on, look, I think um, it is what it is. The prices are what they are, and that's what people are paying. But who is is doing that? Who's, Who's buying and who's paying that? Yeah, I think that that's a really important thing to look at because we are starting to see a little bit of a shift in who the buyers are. And this is based on the lending data that is starting to come through. Now, obviously, interest rates are at record lows. They've been low for a number of months now. And buyers are absolutely taking advantage of the cheaper than ever finance. And people what they previously could um, afford to buy, that has been extended because interest rates are so low. So we are seeing huge demand for larger family homes in premium locations around inner city suburbs in Brisbane. Now, if we're looking at some um, of the most recent data from the ABS and also APRA, um, we've got some updated insights into who's actually Um, leading the lending. Now, we know in April 2021, lending in Australia hit record highs. But the thing that I know a lot of people do panic about that, thinking that, you know, that's not a good thing. You know, there's a lot of people that are taking out loans. What if interest rates rise? Can they afford to, you know, continue to repay those loans? But the interesting thing that's also come through in the most recent data is that the concentration of higher risk mortgages has remained unchanged. Now, I don't know about you, but we work with a lot of buyers. Um, We know how hard it is for anybody to get lending right now. It's not an easy process. You know, you do have to um, go through a lot of or jump through a lot of hoops in order to actually get um, finance in place. So just because lending volumes have increased, it does not mean that that's to more risky um, 
you know, buyers. And, and that's something to keep in mind. These buyers have the affordability to be able to pay for the um, loan in the event that interest rates do rise. So that's something to take away out of this. But um, the other thing that the most recent data has started to show us in that lending space is that the buyer profile is starting to shift. And that's particularly evident here in Queensland. So we are definitely seeing that the first home buyer activity is falling. So that's happened now for three months in a row. Potentially, that could be due to the fact that prices are rising, so it's becoming less affordable for those first home buyers to get into the market. It could also be an indication um, or off the back of some tapering of some of the government assistance that has been in place for those first home buyers. So there's a few reasons why that could be happening. But the other thing that is really obvious in this lending data is that investors, property investors, are coming back into the market. Now, looking at the most recent information in Queensland, 25.7% of all finance that was um, released or issued was secured by property investors. And that's the highest level since October 2018. Of course, with first home buyer activity decreasing, investor activity increasing, we're also seeing a really, really strong um, number of uh, home buyers who are upgrading. So they're not the first home buyers, but they are home buyers who are looking to upgrade their properties. They are um, the others that are driving this market in the lending space. So it's interesting when you talk about the first home buyers, for example, it, it, like it could be a combination, I guess, of that affordability, as, as you mentioned. Um, you do see also, and we help, we do help clients with um, knockdown rebuilds, things like that. But there's also a bit of pressure on the construction industry at the moment for trades and materials. Um, there's a lot of delays um, through the construction side of things. Um, so that's going to put pressure prices for construction are moving upwards as well um, and also getting things done. So that might have a little bit of an impact on those new new home buyers um, that are looking to build new as well. Um, but that's an interesting part to add to it, I think. Yeah, I think that would be that will be an interesting trend to watch in the coming months, obviously, off the back of the home builder stimulus put out by the federal government. The idea of that was to stimulate the construction industry. But um, obviously, when so many builders are needing those materials all at the same time, that can cause supply shortages. And, um, you know, we do know that builders can be penalised in the event that they're their timeframes, you know, exceed what they are contractually obliged to build to. So it's a space that we're watching carefully because, you know, the last thing we want to see is that, you know, builders go bust because they're having to pay liquidated damages for not completing on time. And another reason why if you are sort of in that space and building new, you really need to understand the contract you're signing, um, especially as a consumer, so that you know that, you know, the timeframe that has been allowed and what you are entitled to in the event that timeframes do blow out a little bit. But um, look, that's not really what we're we're wanting to focus on, but it is a good tip and um, something important to understand. So um, that's obviously the side, the buying side. What about the demand? What, what have we got updates on that side of things? Yeah, look, um, the local economy here in Southeast Queens, Queensland especially, it is continuing to, to show signs of improvement. So as we know, interstate migration is stronger than ever. That's off the back of COVID. Um, we're seeing, you know, really strong inquiry ourselves even from buyers that are looking to relocate into Brisbane and surrounding regions. Now, you know, we've also got high levels of consumer confidence. We've got high levels of business confidence. Um, and we're seeing these sorts of things have a runoff effect into consistent demand uh, for quality properties throughout Brisbane because people are generally more confident about 
their buying conditions. I think the other thing that we're really noticing in Brisbane, um, we're typically not a market driven by auctions, but we are starting to see more properties that are being advertised for sale by auction because there are so many buyers and an auction will draw out potentially the best price for a vendor. But the auction clearance rates here in Brisbane, which are typically below 50% in a standard market, they have been consistently above 70% for so many weeks now, which is just extraordinarily high compared to what we're used to. Um, And I know just being out on the ground every Saturday, we're consistently at auctions throughout Brisbane. And I think in the last four to six weeks, there's only been yeah, we've been, look. We've been out every weekend as we as we do. Um, even midweek auctions, in-house auctions that they hold. Um, by memory, I think there's been one that's actually passed in in probably the last month that we've been to. Yeah. Um, that property is actually still on the market, so that tends to sort of probably lean towards the vendor's expectations rather than uh, the buyers um, that are out there. You know, there's people interested and people wanting to buy that property and properties like that. Um, but it's obviously the vendor's expectations that have uh, kept that one on the market, I think. Yeah, I think if you're going to an auction and there's no registered bidders, that's a very different situation compared with attending an auction with multiple registered bidders and those registered bidders, um, you know, putting forward their their bids, but the seller not accepting those bids as, as potential sale price. So when vendors' expectations are ahead of the market, you will see properties pass in. And in the instance of the example we've just provided, obviously they can sit on the market and they, they can, can become a little bit stale um, because, you know, the buyer demand is just not at the level that they're, they're looking to sell. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see probably a few more auctions popping up and, and it becoming a bit more of the trend here uh, in Brisbane. Obviously how we've been in the past compared to now, um, agents have found probably a little bit difficult in the recently of understanding what the property is worth. Mm. Um, we, we talk to them, they usually say to us, well, that's your job, you <laughs> should know. So we do all our research, we get an understanding for that. But obviously here in Queensland, they can't give you a price guide when it's an auction. So for them, it, it goes to auction, then they know obviously what it's worth and what interest is there. Um, one we went to last week was, which was actually quite good, and hopefully it continues as the trend. They were handing out um, free waters and uh, coffees and Kit Kats and Mars bars. Yeah, the Kit Kats and the Mars bars were so a big hit. That's, that's quite a sure. hit. They should keep that up, and they'll get more people to auctions. One on the way in, one on the way out. They're a little bit, <laughs> a little bit melted on the way out, but anyway. Um, so sales volumes. Yeah, look, um, obviously from the supply side of things, we are still in a situation where. Um, demand is exceeding supply. So the sales volumes, as you pointed out, they've actually increased over the last 12 months um, through to the end of April. Um, They've increased 25.6% in Brisbane. So that's a number of transactions that have taken place across a 12-month period compared to the previous 12-month period. However, at the same time, the total listing volumes have decreased approximately 30% in Brisbane compared to the same period last year. So we've seen an increase in the number of transactions, but a decline in the number of properties available to buy. So it does give you a snapshot view of what is actually happening out there. You know, a lot of buyers, a huge number of buyers are now competing for much less stock. So there's a very large imbalance and that's why we're seeing such upward pressure on prices. Yeah, it's, it, again, just on that one, obviously on the ground side of things, it is different. It's a different market now than what it was. It's a little bit um, unusual, I guess is probably the easiest way to put it. Um, everyone kept talking about bring, Brisbane being a really, really hot market. 
Look, yeah, it has been hot. I think things have actually, to be honest, I think it settled a little bit. Um, there's still a lot of buyers out there. Um, there seems to be more confidence from agents that we talk to that they're, they're starting to look to list a lot more properties. They seem to be talking about more properties are going to come to the market. Probably um, we're just starting some schools actually in Queensland are starting school holidays this week. Um, the general public schools start next week. But on the back end of the school holidays, which is the end of the financial year, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a lot more properties come to the market. Yeah, we are we are hearing that anecdotally, um, although we have been hearing that for two or three months and it really hasn't been filtering through yet. So maybe those sellers are waiting until the new financial year, but time will tell in the meantime, you know, there's definitely still a lot more buyers than there are sellers. Um, there's still a lot of buyers that have that fear of missing out. Um, we are seeing that consistently, especially when buyers just stretch to you know, levels that are well ahead of the current market. But, you know, when they're paying top dollar just to get into the market, often it's just to get out of the rat race because they may have been looking for multi many, many months and they're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed at the process. So, you know, um, I, we don't see any slowdown at the moment based on the current um, on the ground sort of um, evidence that we're seeing. Yeah, and help, helping clients in that higher end, as you said, they're they're obviously the ones that are driving that market a lot with the investors, um, helping them to be confident to make an offer. Um, we just did recently with a client where we attended. Um, I went myself being a builder, had a bit of a walk through, checked the building and pest report, which was supplied. They were then confident to go and put a cash offer on that property um, and really confident to try and secure it. So but, you know, just got to do your work, obviously understand those properties that you're looking at. So Yeah, we've talked about de-risking offers in the past. So, you know, you've got to make those terms competitive if you're looking to secure a property because of the competition that's out there. So the fun part for you now? Yeah, the data. What's, what's the shift? What's happening in prices? Well, I think that, um, you know, let's first of all talk about dwelling values. That's what you'll hear on the main news. Um, we saw a shift up to um, the end of May uh, of 2% price growth across Greater Brisbane. So that extrapolates to 6.2% growth across the quarter um, and 10.6% growth um, across the previous 12 months. So that's not bad. Um, but of course, dwelling values do group units and houses together. And we're definitely seeing uh, performance differ between those two asset subclasses. So um, I think that it's really important to understand that the housing market is leading the way. So people are looking to purchase property that that's on its own title. So across the month of May, we saw houses increase 2.2%. Um, so that was that's higher than the overall dwelling value increase. And we've had an annual increase in the housing sector of 11.9% in Brisbane. So not a bad return when you extrapolate that out to an annual basis. Um, for people that did take the plunge and buy this time last year, mm. they've had a really good return. Yeah, that's a pretty good return on, on your investment, 11.9. Um, yeah. You don't get those interest rates anywhere. No. And, you know, the new median for houses across Greater Brisbane is 641000 just over. So that is all of Greater Brisbane. Remember, that's not Brisbane City Council region. So don't assume you can buy a property within 10 kilometres of the CBD for the median value. That's just almost impossible in the current market unless you're buying something that's ready to be knocked down on a very small block. So it's really important to understand that the median value does encapsulate all of Greater Brisbane locations. Yeah, I, I don't think you can say that enough. We do get inquiries for people saying want to buy something that five to sort of 600 mark. 
um, in Brisbane's Brisbane 10Ks or 12Ks, whatever it is from the CBD, um, that's not something we can actually help with. No, um, well, what if, not in an investment-grade yeah. location that's not impacted by Correct. flood or, you know, doesn't have all of the criteria that we would typically be looking for to select that as an investment-grade location. So the unit... We, Previously, we've been talking about the change in the units, um, and there has been a little bit of move in that. And we've sort of said, talked about the increase in the unit side of it. What are, what are they showing? Yeah, so units. Um, you know, we've been tracking this for the last two or three months. We do think they've hit a bottom. They are on the way up, but slowly, slowly. One point two percent across the last month um, was the unit price change, and. To be honest, I would say this is being driven by the very top end of the unit market, those units that apply or that appeal to the owner-occupier, but also townhouses, which are encapsulated in that unit data. I think that people who are being priced priced out of the houses are starting to look at townhouses as a viable option for them. So anything here in Queensland that has a body corporate is grouped as a unit, according to the CoreLogic data. So, you know, it's really important to understand even um, and break down that data if you are looking at this um, to make investment decisions or purchasing decisions. So 1.2% growth in the last month, that's 3.2% across the unit sector of Greater Brisbane in the last quarter, and the annual change has been 4.2%. So, you know, um, very different growth in comparison to the housing sector. Yeah, we'll watch that in the future, just see what changes, obviously, as we've talked about in the past with um, the migration side of thing and, and the lifestyle that uh, Queenslanders live um, they like their houses and their blocks of land so we'll watch that unit it's an interesting space to keep an eye on as well um, the rental market yeah so vacancy rates um, it has been over the news I know Brisbane has tightened again in the last month so 1.3 percent is the current citywide vacancy rate across all of greater Brisbane now this is been a huge shift because 12 months ago our vacancy rate was sitting at 2.5 percent. Um, across the same, you know, greater Brisbane region. So, you know, we're in a really tight market. There's there's a tenancy crisis in a lot of locations. There's simply not enough properties for people to rent. Um, you know, all areas are performing relatively the same. There's there's two regions only in the last month that saw a very very minor shift upward in the vacancy rate. That was the Beanley Corridor. Um, shifted to 0.6%. So that's just not something that is even um, a concern, but it's just up 0.1% from the month prior. And then Southeast Brisbane currently sitting at 0.6% as well. So that was that increased 0.1% from the last month. But every other region throughout Greater Brisbane um, either stayed the same as last month or tightened further. So it gives you an indication of just how tight that that rental market is. And, you know, this is all off the back of government, um, you know, pulling the handbrake on investment activity over the last number of years. So investors really sort of pulled back from the market. But, you know, for Southeast Queensland, we've seen such huge um, migration of people to this area. And a lot of people generally rent before they buy. So there's a lot of more pressure on housing. There's simply not enough housing to accommodate the number of people that are moving to this region and that's evident not only in the sales market but also in the rental market and we're seeing that come through now in the vacancy rate data. It's pretty easy to see why the uh, higher end buyers and the investors are, uh, are controlling the market a little bit I guess at the moment when you look at a, an annual return of was 11.9 percent? In the housing market yeah. And, and the, for the investors your vacancy rates are 1.3 I mean 
And then, yeah, I guess don't forget as an investor, it's not just the capital growth that you're looking for, it's also the yield. And, you know, if you add on the the gross rental yields for Brisbane on top of the capital growth returns, the overall return across a 12-month period is, is approaching 15% because your yields at the moment are a citywide level of 4.2% for, for Greater Brisbane. Now, you know, that's not a bad return for an investor over a 12-month period, but you know, we're seeing such upward pressure on rents at the moment in the unit sector, not as much as the housing sector, but obviously the vacancy rates um, are really putting this upward pressure on, on prices in the, the rental space. Brisbane units have increased 2.6% in rent values over the last 12 months, but houses, they're up 7.3% over the same period. So anyone that sort of entered a tenancy agreement 11 10 months ago, they're probably in for a shock when they come up for renewal because, you know, the market has shifted and, and landlords, you know, will typically want to uh, rent the property for market rent. Um, so be prepared to pay that little bit more in the event that um, your rental agreement is coming up for renewal. Mm, definitely some big changes on that side of things. The rental market is um, is under a lot of pressure. Um, so on the ground. Yeah, so obviously being out and about, <coughs> you know, throughout the weekend, every Saturday, we do see things real time and we can get an understanding of what's happening, what market direction we're heading in based on the number of buyers that are out. But, you know, I think across the last month, we have seen um, the number of buyers remain fairly consistent. That is the people that are inspecting those open homes, the number of offers going in on properties. Again, I feel that that has remained fairly consistent. When we look back to two or three months ago, perhaps the number of offers on a property is slightly less, but I, I guess that's very property dependent. I know just in the last two weeks, um, we were involved in a multiple offer situation on a on a property for a client where there were eighteen other offers in addition to our own, um, and that was that were, they were all submitted after the very first open home. Uh, but I would say generally in a multiple offer situation, you're looking anywhere between five to ten offers on a property, which still in my opinion, provides sufficient market depth to see that strong upper pressure on price. I think when that drops back to two or three buyers for every property, we might start to see a price slow down in the in the growth, not not a decline, but a slowdown in the, the acceleration of that price growth. And there is a difference between those two terms. Yeah, look, I think, again, that multi-offer side of it, which has become a bit of the norm at the moment, really, um, has for a while in the way we're buying property. Um, it, it's probably unless you know what you're doing and you can understand that market, it's a very, very hard thing to do um, and to buy. And it's, it's very stressful. Um, if you're buying and you're in that market, obviously I think at the moment, if you're not buying something that is under multi-offer, I'd be asking why <laughs> for starters. Um, but it's actually a good thing. If you can secure a property like that one, Melinda mentioned 18 offers, there's 17 people that you've, you've beaten and, and that wanted that property. So that high demand is actually a really positive thing that you're buying something that is of interest and people want to buy that type of property. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's that's a really good point to make that a lot of the time, um, you know, even in that off-market space and properties are selling off-market, however, it's not often that in the off-market space you have the opportunity to negotiate directly. There's still multiple buyers because a sales agent will want to expose a property to as many buyers as possible, even if they're not running a full advertising campaign using those online portals like realestate.com or domains. So, 
you know, I know that even in that off-market space, we have been involved in a number of multiple offer situations on behalf of our clients. Um, and it's important to note, therefore, that there's not many bargains at the moment in Brisbane. You really do have to pay market value, which is the, the price a seller is willing to let a property go for and the price that a buyer is willing to, to pay for a property. Um, and you need to actually ensure that you've got, um, you know, all of your terms t- as tight as possible so that you can be as competitive as possible. So in a little bit of a summary then, if, we're, if we've got annual returns growth of 11.9, we've got uh, rental market, what did you say, 1.3%? I'm going off memory now. Um, the rental market growth in the housing sector has been 7.2%. But the, the pressure side of it. So. Yeah. Vacancy rates. Vacancy sorry, rates, I should yeah. say. Um, so on that, I guess I guess the big question that people will ask and have been asking is now a good time to buy in Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a question we get asked with every new discovery call that um, that people you know book in with us. Is now a good time to buy in Brisbane? Look, the right time to buy is when you can afford to do so, when you are ready to move into your next home, or when you are ready to. Um, you know, make the next decision towards investing in your your property portfolio. I know and I hear that there's a, some people that say, well, we're just going to wait and we're going to buy when the market crashes. Personally, I think that's a mistake. I don't think that is going to happen here in Brisbane. I feel that our market is a much more affordable market um, than the likes of Sydney and Melbourne. So whilst our prices at the moment are still a lot lower, comparatively speaking, um, the, the incomes that we earn are not, um, you know, as low. I mean, they're, they're definitely lower than Sydney and Melbourne, but the price to income ratios um, are much higher. So what that means is that, you know, it's a more affordable location. We've got a lot of price growth that we can take before our market becomes less affordable like Sydney and Melbourne. And I think that's the important thing to keep in mind. Australia is not one property market. Brisbane is very unique. And I also feel that the supply pipeline in Brisbane, especially in those middle and inner ring locations, is extremely tight. We are starting to see some building approvals um, come through for some higher density units once again. That is a very slow process. So it's as long as buyers are aware of where that supply is coming through, that's something that they can um, monitor to ensure they're not going to be negatively impacted by that. But if you're buying in, in a location that's dominated by families in a low density area, um, I cannot see any price um, falls anytime soon. In fact, I think that the market will continue to push ahead based on the fact that there's simply too many buyers, not enough sellers. And until we see a change in one of those things, either a lot more sellers come to the market or a lot more buyers leave the market, we're not going to see price um, sort of slow down. Yeah, I, I look, I, I totally agree with everything there. People do ask that question quite a lot. Um, we can't see it changing. We People might say we're biased because we're we're in Brisbane and that's where we work. But um, look, that's just what we see. Our, our opinion is that everything's positive. There are still multi-offers happening. Auctions are selling. The demand is there. It, as you said, it's affordable. Um, the infrastructure in southeast Queensland, for example, um, it, it's huge. Um, what's happening around the place, transport, all those types of things. Um, and as I mentioned at the start, if we do get that 2032 Olympics, wow, that's just going to change everything. So as you mentioned, long-term investing, um, yeah, it's a no-brainer, I think. 
And I think, you know, um, I, I often say to people, you know, on our website, I write a monthly blog, which updates what's happening in the Brisbane property market. That's been going for nearly three years now. And I often look back at some of those earlier articles that um, I wrote, and they basically had that consistent theme that the the building supply side of things is tightening in Brisbane. You know, it won't be long before we start to see buyers re-emerge. And I feel that we've just had that um, that stimulus that, that's been put through because the interest rates really dropped significantly off the back of COVID. That's all it needed to really um, make Brisbane buyers more confident. And, you know, they've it's really taken off um, since then because the balance or the imbalance um, between supply and demand now is is greater than it's been for a very long time. So, yeah, it's all positive. Um, look, I think we've just about wrapped that market update. Um, it's been really, really good to talk again. Hope that's helped everyone, give you a bit of an update what's happening and understand what is going on here in, um, as I said, sunny Brisbane. Um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up as she normally does. Um, it's been really good talking again. Look forward to chatting again next week. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Yeah, thanks very much for tuning in once again. I um, hope you've enjoyed all of the stats that we pull together for you each month. Um, and as always, if you enjoy what you hear, please share this podcast with your friends and family. Don't forget to leave us a rating um, to tell us what you love about the show. And we'll definitely look forward to being in touch again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.